0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the True Crime Squad. I'm Christy Brower here with my sister, co host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello, how's it going? Oh, it's going you know marching along We it's uh, wednesday already
1: yeah we have a a super sick dog and i haven't talked about Mm -hmm. it really on this show but uh yeah our little blue our corgi mix last week just went straight downhill and we went to the vet and she required a blood transfusion last friday to save her poor little life and yeah and so he, the vet thinks that she has an autoimmune disorder that destroys your red blood cells. So they're giving her, well, we're giving her piles of, uh, steroids and then stuff to protect her stomach and antibiotics and all kinds of stuff to try to race the clock to, uh, see if her body will start creating red blood cells with this, uh, transfusion in her system. And so it's just a daily watch to see if we think she's up or down or whatever she's eating really good. So. There's That's that, cool. but uh, yeah, it's been quite a week of uh, of doggy hospital work. Um, <laughs> at least she's a good patient. She's super sweet and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's been kind of I don't know. I'm I'm still on the fence. I'm I'm not convinced. I don't know.
0: Darn it. I'm trying to stay what super positive, me? but poor little blue. Well, uh, sorry for the confusion on Wednesday. Also, what we didn't do is we didn't do a new recorded episode for yeah. Wednesday. We we don't really skip our lives unless we have to. So now yeah. we're here, we're live. Um it, we just we're going to be in court for Dave Vallo tomorrow and then we'll do a live tomorrow after for that, and for that reason, we just didn't do a recorded episode for Wednesday, so, oh no, we're here, and I just want to say welcome to our chatters, Barbara, RJ, Colleen, uh, Gigi, Spirit, Brandy, Cranky, uh, Sarah, uh, (laughs) getting ahead of myself here, Samantha, uh, Amy, Janet, Janet had her baby, congrats, glad you're back. Yeah, Yeah. JR and Fran, and everybody else who's joining us, whether you're joining us live or after the fact, we welcome you and we appreciate having you here. This is, of course, our Wednesday night case update show, and we have a lot to share. There's a lot Mm -hmm. going on right now, and so I think we're going to jump right (laughs) in. Yeah, hey, Paula, and Gloria, right in with an update. Hey, guys. Uh, with an update in the Tyree Nichols case. So, of course, this is Tyree Nichols is the young man who was beat to death by the Memphis police um, a few weeks ago. And there has been confirmation today of something we talked about that we've been hearing rumors of, which is that one of the officers involved in that incident took photos of Tyree after they had beat him to a pulp. And sent those to a group chat. And that group chat included two other police officers who weren't present, mm-hmm. another um, employee, a civilian employee of the police department, and a an, an acquaintance, a female acquaintance, who we think actually was potentially this officer's ex in some way and was mm-hmm. someone that Tyree knew or may have been dating so it changes the whole game here this was not just police brutality this was a targeted attack um this is first degree murder this is probably uh probably means that there are um uh maybe going to be conspiracy charges felony murder charges it it ups the game even more yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. So this was intentional. He was an intentional target. Uh, They also now have proven that the, that the some of the officers took off their police cameras for a while
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, during the initial stop. And there's all kinds of stuff. So there's way more coming out Mm -hmm. there. Of course, now six officers have been fired, but only five of them charged. We're waiting on charges for the white guy. Yep. Um. There's but, also yeah. a
1: really interesting article in the New York Times about this case about that scorpion unit.
0: Oh, yes. And
1: a ton of other people coming out of the woodwork now talking about their own terrifying, horrific experiences with the squad.
0: Yeah. They well, were I just did, being allowed to terrorize really. the city. Yeah, they were.
1: Yeah, hello, yeah.
0: Nana. They really yeah. were and, you know, we'd kind of talked about that when this first came out, yeah, that we were going to see more cases. Because there's no way that the the arrogance of these officers that that was their first yeah. incident, and it most definitely wasn't. So, oh no, keep beating the crap out of people right and left. Yeah, horrible. Well, and you know the the chief, the police chief, she had come from well, I might have been Boston. I can't remember. It was another police department before she became the chief in this department, and she was the member of one of these elite elite forces herself and that is very telling mm-hmm. right? about what she had probably done herself yeah at thank you Fran um brought this to Memphis and developed this unit and look at where it's going yep you know people everywhere are calling for the dissolution of all of these elite units because um they are nothing but an opportunity for police yeah. staff up and beat people up and break the law and not follow their own rules.
1: Yep.
0: Right, Sarah? Yep. It's like the Stanford prison experience. You give people unlimited power and this is what happens. Exactly. Yep. And, you know, like it or not, police officers are people who want power anyway. That's why they're in the job. You know, you look at the statistics yep. about how what, how much higher the incident of domestic violence is. With police officers, that it is in the general population, it is significantly higher. Mm-hmm. You are already dealing with a group of people who want power over others. That's why they become cops.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's one of those reasons why I think we need ways to requirements, including at least a bachelor's degree for every single officer.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so that there's some commitment to the law and the community itself, and not just the desire to get in there and, you know, lord it over everybody. Theory. for sure yeah yeah cranky they did they made a special unit of police to terrorize people and actually these humans exist all over the country yeah yeah yes there are several other officers mm. on administrative leave there's still a lot of investigation going on of course the yeah there's the emts um who are on leave as well and you know there's tons well, of the EMTs been fired me- oh that's right two of the emts have been fired as well
1: as the person that was driving the fire truck that brought the emt's Good. Uh, Because they also just sat in the truck and didn't do a single thing Mm -hmm. to help Tyree. Right. Yeah.
0: So we're going to see a lot more. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they're releasing this information now, they're much deeper into this investigation and they're definitely not done. Yep. Yeah. So for that, I am grateful and that at least we may have an opportunity to see this corruption rooted out. Yeah. I hope. And with that, Katie, there is some crazy goings on in the Murdoch case. So let's hear about it.
1: <laughs>
0: well, okay, Ooh. then. Uh,
1: this will be the clips notes because there's a lot. But uh, today, around noon, the judge uh, had to clear the courtroom because there was a bomb, thr- bomb threat. They had to evacuate the entire courthouse and check it out. Uh, and then they were back in court by about 3.30. But um, the judge was hot. For good reason, of course. Alec had to be, you know, moved off into a safe place so that he'd be okay. And oh, well, yeah, and to
0: protect the jury. And like, there are a lot of innocent yeah. people in this situation that most certainly, you know, I mean, if he gets yeah. blown up, okay, but you know, the rest right. of the people involved, not okay. Don't, don't actually all the attorneys agree. and the the people, everybody in the courthouse. I'm sure it's not just this trial going on. It's yep. scary
1: yeah definitely scary uh there's also so some things that happened this week i think of interest one thing is that it is definitely a belligerent herd circus you guys i am with you mm-hmm. but frankly i think anytime harpootlian's involved it's going to be because uh because he is because his name is harpootlian that's why oh, come on his name is dick dick <laughs> it harpootlian is. it is and it tells the whole story but anyway i mm-hmm. digress uh uh, an interesting fact is that, uh, the caregiver for his mother, remember his mother had Alzheimer's and, or dementia and had a caregiver that was with her when he came to visit, right? Yeah. So he came back the next day after the murders and said to that girl's face, I was here for 40 to 50 minutes. And I'll help you pay for your wedding too. Yeah.
0: Gross creep.
1: Yep. And she knew he'd only been there for 20 minutes. She said it was very weird. He showed up like after nine o'clock. We're talking about a woman like in her 80s or 90s that was in dementia. Yeah. She was in bed. Right. And he just laid on the bed and played on his phone for 20 minutes and then hopped up and left. It was very weird. The visit was weird, it was super uncomfortable. So then she ends up in court, you know, having to testify. She was terrified. It was scary yep. as all hell for her. When he offered her to help pay for her wedding, she said, which also she thought was very weird because she he never spoke to her. You know, she was the help. He never spoke to her. He right. never gave her, you know, a, a, the second thought. She had never discussed her upcoming nuptials with him. Right. She had no idea how he even knew she was getting married mm-hmm. he also mentioned to her that uh he knew her high school from prince or her, her principal from high school that they were friends and she's like what the how do you even know anything Just she thought it was very t- weird t-
0: trying to ingratiate himself that's so gross
1: well he had been doing homework on her you yeah, know
0: creepy
1: it was very creepy but she said she knows he was only there for about 20 minutes thought his whole visit was very strange so that's what she testified The defense and again very sweet very scared the defense gets up there and they're totally fucking mean to her yeah and it was appalling and it just seemed like everybody in the courtroom jury included just wanted to give her a big hug it was a stupid move on their part and a bad just bad form it was a bad look because uh Everyone else in that courtroom really felt for this poor girl. It was absolutely terrified to be there. Mm -hmm. And then those fools get up there and decide to be mean to her.
0: Clueless.
1: Clueless. Mm -hmm. So, you know, not that they don't already look super freaking bad in front of the jury, but I thought that was a nice move on their part to look even worse. Yeah. There's still lots of phone data coming out uh, in relation to what's coming from his vehicle. Versus what came from Maggie and Paul's phones. Um, There's one strange moment after Maggie's phone has stopped pinging anything after her demise. uh, The camera initiates for one second. Mm -hmm. As if somebody tried to open her phone with facial ID. So there's two schools of thought. Either the camera scanned the face of whoever picked the phone up. And it didn't open because of that. Or he tried to open her phone with her dead face. Either I way. surprised at all by that. Yeah. Very weird. So that was one thing that kind of stuck out to me. Um, we are now hearing from some of the uh, financial uh, crimes folks talking about, you know, that he was uh, his firm the day he killed these guys. And the day before had started asking big questions about where all that money went. Yeah. And. He was uh the timing like of was, that
0: very mm-hmm. interesting.
1: It really seems like he was melting down. So that was interesting. A family friend on the stand that was talking about the financial crimes, but also again identified his voice. They have, the prosecution has very smartly uh, marched that evidence back out about every time they have anybody on the stand that you know knew him at all to identify those voices over and over and over again. So that there's just not going to be any question in the jury's mind that that for sure is Alex. Yeah. Because well, that right there blows his alibi out of the water.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: As it, well it as what the does. suburban pings and as well as what the uh, the money uh, or, or what the uh, caregiver said and so on and so forth. So anyway, that's kind of what's going on in that one. The, you know, the beat march is on. We're in what week two.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, what about the raincoat? Out. The raincoat got in that has the... The raincoat got in. The raincoat,
1: I believe residue they... on it? Yeah, the raincoat has gunshot residue on it. Um, I kind of think the raincoat, did he take it to his mother's house and ditch it there? Yeah, there's been there's some stuff about that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he lied about where he was two times that day. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Weird. Seems like he just can't quit lying. Yeah, well, he can't. I mean, <laughs> he's the George Santos of South Carolina. And... <laughs> it's true. Good Lord. One day we'll do a if George Santos me... show, but we can't yet because the lies are not all released yet. Right.
1: <laughs> if you tell me that Alec Murdoch um, produced a Broadway a version of Superman I'm, or Spider-Man, I'm just going to lose my mind. He <laughs> was a volleyball champion.
0: <laughs> yeah. Of course, he was. Of course uh, he was. Oh my god. Well, I'm glad that a lot of things that they've tried to get thrown out are not getting thrown out. And it's good news that the judge is keeping a lot of evidence in and that's good.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, it's always way too soon to say, but uh, I feel like the defense is or the uh, prosecution is looking pretty good.
0: Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, right. George Santos is another name for like right. That is going to be one of those things that you just call someone a George Santos, or an um, Anthony DeVolder, or you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever the hell that guy's name is. For sure. So one
1: thing they're saying is that he did have GSR on his hands, shorts, t-shirt, and seatbelt, and then on that raincoat. His or, or yeah, his camp says they had an expert witness that said that that raincoat could have had GSR on it
0: that was years old course they said that you know but they're paid to say that his clothes from the day the seatbelt, like stuff he was touching right then come on yeah well i think that the prosecution is doing a very good job of building this case
1: yeah yep oh there was also a picture i forgot about that one there's there's a picture of him also earlier in the day out also with paul in a different outfit yeah, he had a lot well, of clothes changes. A lot of wardrobe changes for a man.
0: Right? Right. Well, keep at it. They're doing a good job. Yeah, I think so too. Um, the father of Summer Wells. So we know mm-hmm. Summer Wells is a little girl that's been missing since June of 2021. Still missing, literally vanished into thin air. He yeah. spent the last nine months in jail for a DUI, mm-hmm. and he has just been released from, mm-hmm. from jail. And uh, I watched an interview with him and read some articles about it. Um, Very interesting. His other children are in foster care, and he is not allowed to have any contact with them. Yeah. And when he came out, he was pretty surprised that he was not allowed to have any contact. Mm-hmm. But at this point, they everyone's still suspect because this poor little girl has never been found.
1: Yeah.
0: He's such an odd dude though. So here's a quote from him. Cause she just, her seventh birthday just happened this past weekend. And he said, I don't really want to celebrate her birthday without her. She was definitely going to be tall, probably as tall as me, I'd say, because she was growing so fast and kind of implied that she would already be as tall as him at seven, which was really weird. Like, Are you familiar with children?
1: (laughs) (laughs) He is not the sharpest knife in the drawer, though. Oh, my goodness.
0: No. uh, Yeah. No, he's not. But, you know, basically said that they're still just looking for her and wishing that they knew what had happened to her.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, And from their conversations with uh, the authorities that they literally have not a single thing. No. They don't have a shred of evidence.
0: They don't. They don't they don't have anything. And um, he's pretty disgusted that he's not allowed to have contact with his children because he and his wife have not faced any child protection charges at this point, which is true. But you don't have to have charges for child protection to say you're not safe with your kids because a lot of stuff came out when Summer went missing that there were a lot of problems in this family and a lot of problems with both parents and, mm-hmm. you know, mom is not well and dad's, you know, obviously got a DUI and yeah. there are some issues. Um, and, and they're still, you know, DCS is still standing firm that they're not allowing any contact. And he talked a lot about being really concerned that Summer would just come home one day and would wonder where her brothers were. And I was like, man, you are so delusional, dude. Oh, my
1: goodness. This little girl's been missing
0: for 18 months you know this is a yeah this is a recovery mission at this point yeah but um yes yeah. and candace has been in the hospital a few times things are not good for these people yeah. for sure i'm glad the kids are separated from this though they don't yeah. have to watch their parents break down
1: right i mean hopefully the kids are having a good experience wherever they are and are just allowed to be kids
0: i hope so i mean that's a real crapshoot too mm-hmm. totally I know that there was a lot of hope. I think we all talked about having some hope that uh, if he was involved, that he might start spilling his guts while he was in jail. And that has not happened. No. Not, he. Well, he I'm going to say
1: he's unpopular, but I don't think he had anything to do with it. I, don't I really don't. I know a lot of people did and villainized him a lot and, uh, you know, still do. And it's cool. Like, I'm not here to fight anybody, but I still don't.
0: I mean, he's a crap dad and he's got a lot of problems, but for sure. you know, I don't think he killed her. I don't either. I, I I, don't think that intellectually he's capable of keeping a secret like that for that long. Good. I think that the fact that he We're didn't speak this up in while in jail. Well. Yeah. yeah. Because there is literally no evidence. It is though some are just vanished. Vanished
1: into thin like, air. Yep.
0: Yeah. So anyway, that's a little update, sort of, yeah. in the Wells case. Uh, Katie, what about Moscow Murders and uh, our our not friend of the show, Brian Koberer?
1: Yeah. Well, dear God. Let's start there. Uh, We know now that uh, he had been hanging out in the Student Union Building on the University of Idaho campus quite a bit uh, that whole semester. People had been seeing him just chilling in the Student Union Building and wandering around campus. Weird. Not his college. His mm-hmm. college was eight miles down the road at Pullman. Mm-hmm. But he's just hanging out. Uh, multiple people have said that uh, he was a weird starer. That he'd be yes. sitting in the uh, calf and be just kind of looking around and would be stare at you until you looked at him and then he'd look away. Yeah. And in fact, one girl said that she and her friend picked up their lunches and decided to eat outside because they were so weirded out by the way he was staring at them. Ugh. So creepy. we also now know that he had been released from his teaching post before he left for Christmas yeah. because he failed to meet their standards.
0: And what kind of bearing have on his PhD because that's part of your PhD requirement is to mm-hmm. teach. So I'm curious about like if that was going to hold him back or set back his graduation date. Or if he'd have to find
1: someone else that would be willing to take him on. Right. But uh the the te- or the teacher or the, the professor he was working with had actually released him because he would, had not done which is interesting because a lot of students who actually had him in the classroom said he was really, really strict, uh, a very strict grader, arguer, mm-hmm. you know, just uh, rude, rude, difficult. Yeah. He was not well liked at all. No, uh uh-uh. uh. So all of that, I think, is pretty interesting. The jail is now saying that he is receiving quite the uh, litany of mail. (laughs) Oh, I'll bet. And unfortunately, we know that some of it is fan mail.
0: Right. What the hell?
1: There is this (laughs) atrocious, inane woman in Kentucky who claims that she is in love with Brian. Here we go again. What are you doing? Right. She claims he is her divine masculine. Her oh name God. is Brittany. I won't give you her last name because... Uh, Brittany,
0: take yep. your meds and get mm-hmm. off the internet and <sighs> stay away from this guy. Okay? Yeah. Seriously. I'm speaking to you.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> she has a single... Or she is a single mother. So, holy shit. Uh She has... Ooh. Been writing kind of diary-like multiple posts a day on social media about just how much uh, she loves him and he completes her. And word is, according to her at least, that she has sent him piles of pictures of herself and letters as well. For the love of God, Brittany, get a hold of yourself. What are you doing?
0: Yeah, i I have no words for this other than Brittany. For God's sakes, yeah. Get a fucking clue. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? Why? What is it? How screwed up do you have to be? But I know they're all out there. You know, mm-hmm. all of the, the super fans of serial killers and some of them actually get married to the serial killer while they're in prison and all that dumb shit. But Honestly, just- she's probably just the one we know of oh I'm sure there's a whole bunch more because mm-hmm. there always is yeah because you look at that guy and you don't immediately go that guy is creepy as hell yeah your soulmate isn't in is. prison right Colleen right your soulmate is not in prison also have you looked at him because the dude has shark eyes let's get real here mm-hmm. he has no emotions there's nothing behind those eyes no terrifying
1: yeah so
0: that's what's up Who? yikes Well, um, some fairly big news in the um, lawsuit that Gabby Potato's parents have filed against the Moab Police Department. Yes. Here is an image of Gabby on the day that they had their run-in with the Moab Police. She had a bruised and cut face. Well, those assholes did nothing in mm-hmm. this situation. And they've said all along that, you know, they, they they thought she was the aggressor because that's what he said and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. She had visible injuries and they didn't do anything.
1: Nope.
0: That police department is screwed at this point. Yeah. Right. How did those officers miss that? Uh, They didn't. No. They didn't miss it. They just didn't care. No. They didn't. It's so typical in domestic violence cases. It just makes me want to throw up and scream and start punching these guys in the dick. Really, like, they liked the on.
1: narrative. They liked mm-hmm. the narrative that she was the abuser
0: in this case. Well, and it was yep. easy. And they didn't have to do anything. Yep. You know, they just were doing. They were just going to separate them for the night. Blah blah blah. She she had visible injuries, and she cried hysterically the entire time they were talking to her and Brian. And it never made them wonder looking at her bruised and cut face and her tears yep. that maybe she was the victim yep well hopefully these yep. officers will never be allowed to be police again
1: oh i just still keep going back to that conversation from the uh, webcam or the officer's cam the best cam with that officer and him talking about and brian talking about uh isn't that funny i thought his name was Brian. And then I'm like, no, you were just talking about Brian Koberg. They're all Brian's. God damn it. What's going Brian on? Laundry. I know we're, we've got anyway, a lot of Brian's conversation. Okay. He was having with Brian about how, oh yeah, my wife gets like this sometimes too. I totally get it. Like, yeah. oh yeah, you just got to manage the ladies kind of thing.
0: Well, and when she was yeah. crying and the officer was like, what's the matter, Gabby? Why are you crying? Why are you so upset? You yeah. fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. She, her face was bleeding. Because she was with her abusive boyfriend who had just beat her up, and now yeah. you guys are saying she's the uh, oh. mm-hmm. so her parents are going to kick the ass of these police. Mm-hmm. And you know, in all things hilarious, because everything comes back to Mormons, uh, oh, yeah. they are being represented by Curtin McConkie, <laughs> who are the not you know, Kurt and McConkie,
1: it's something fall. other McConkie,
0: it's, it's another, yeah, fall. something McConkie, anyway. Mm-hmm. It's it's that same family of attorneys that we have talked yeah. about already in the Daybell ballot yeah. case. Just cracks me up. Yeah. Um, I don't think the officers have been fired. Yeah, they, I don't believe so. I don't think so. They um, did some training, guys. They, yeah, they did, did
1: some training.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you something. I worked in domestic violence right out of college. And one of my jobs was to be a trainer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I did training with police officers. And I will tell you that they are the biggest jackasses in domestic violence training you have ever seen. They sit there with their arms folded like this and they just stare yeah. and they won't answer any questions and yeah. their superiors will chew them out right in front of you that they are, yeah. they need to be here. And this is important, but they clearly mm-hmm. don't give a shit. No. And I know I can't speak for every police officer in the world, but I trained several different police departments and I had that experience every single time. Mm-hmm. They don't give a shit. They
1: really yeah. don't. No. <laughs> the warm, Mormons really have been wild in the past few years. It's true, Colleen. They There's really t- have. It is.
0: It is very true. Yeah. Uh, oh, Kitty, what's up with Letby?
1: Okay, Lucy Letby. Do you guys remember this case? We covered it quite a while ago. Uh, this happened in the UK. This was the nurse that killed or tried to kill a bunch of babies in the NICU. Yeah. And her trial was expected to last six months months like what in the actual six months really but anyway so it's still going on so one of the things that came into evidence is that uh she sent a sympathy card to the parents of one of the infants that she allegedly killed one of the things that uh the other nurses had said was whenever she did the or whenever a a baby in their care died she was obsessed with the parents she would stalk them on Facebook. She'd ask about them constantly. She was really obsessed with the parents and their response to this death, which is so weird. But uh, she had written a card to these guys and said, it was a card that was titled, your loved one will be remembered with many smiles. And then said, there are no words to make this time any easier It was a real privilege to care for your child and get to know you as a family. A family who always put your child first and did everything possible for her. She will always be a part of your lives and we will never forget her. Thinking of you today and always. And then added a note that she was so sorry she had been unable to attend the funeral. My God. Yeah. It is so freaking weird.
0: It's terrifying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. In this case, this baby, she injected air into her stomach through her feeding tube. Some of these babies, she did that too. some of them. She gave uh, injections of insulin. Uh, She just did various things that they wouldn't be able to live through. Yeah.
0: And that were difficult to, uh, to discover. Like,
1: yeah except for that in her very short time working in this nicu they their mortality rate increased some by something like 400 percent. like it was yeah. insanity oh sarah said battling medical experts can take a lot of time to testify yeah that's true and they had to go through every single death and attempted death yeah yeah it's crazy one of her specialties was to kill some of the children in a multiple child family So say you have triplets, and so they're all in the NICU because you had triplets, you know, and they're all very early. Uh, She would kill one of them or maybe two of them, usually spare one. It is such a strange case. That
0: power trip. Holy Mm -hmm. shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's what's new.
0: Yikes. Well, I don't even know what to say about that. Yeah, me neither. Uh, oh, some more information out of the murder-suicide from Enoch, Utah. We've talked about it. This is the hate family. Uh-huh. Dad shot um, his wife, his mother-in-law, and all five of his children and himself. Yeah. Well, they've now released, um, unsealed a search warrant. Some search history on his phone. How loud is a 9 millimeter? How loud is a 40 millimeter? Can you hear a gunshot in a house? Can neighbors hear gunshots? Yeah. Yikes. You know, the thing with him that is terrifying is how planned this was. This was not a spur, spur of the moment, freak out kind of thing, but this was a planned action on his part. He prepared for this. Mm -hmm. and that just makes it that much worse yep yikes just yeah not cool at all yep but just creepy wondering how how easily will he be caught you know yeah uh katie how about an update in clancy
1: okay so Lindsay clancy has been arraigned this is the case uh of the mother that uh strangled all three of her children and then threw herself out a window. And yes. it does believe that, Hey Kelly, welcome. Thank you. Uh, you know, it, it, it's assumed it's been believed that she had uh, some kind of uh, post-pregnancy psychosis and her postpartum psychosis. Right. And so some things that we know now uh, she waited for her husband to leave. She sent him on a kind of complicated errand to get food so that she would have some time to kill the kids she said she was hearing a man's voice in her head telling her that she needed to get this done because it would be her last chance whatever that means we also know that she had been on over the course of the summer up until that point at least 13 different mental health or, or psychotic mental health psychotic good lord help me psychiatric meds.
0: psychiatric meds yeah which that in and of itself is absolutely terrifying Like in that short of a period of time, how messed up your brain chemistry would be from trying all those different meds. Like, yeah, that is not good. Yeah. In no way was that helpful. Yeah. May have been contributing.
1: Uh, They found some writings on her phone saying that she uh, really resented the two older kids because they were getting in the way of her being able to love her baby the way she'd like to. She, we know she's been hospitalized at least two times and to get stable on meds and then get released. And we know that she's paralyzed currently. So the judge basically set no bail because she's not going anywhere. Right. Basically told her uh, when she's ready for a facility, they'll revisit bail. But for right now she's staying right where she is. Yep. Yeah. Interestingly, because she was pretty candid when they arraigned her and when the, uh, when they had their, you know, evidentiary uh, conversation with the judge that's really causing a lot of people to turn on her and be like, Oh, well she planned this. She, this isn't psychosis. Dude, That's it. This is exactly well, what psychosis is.
0: That's what the prosecution is trying to say. Yeah. They're trying to use those notes about resenting her children is that that was her actual motive and that this wasn't yeah. postpartum psychosis, which I think is just gross as hell. Mm-hmm. Looking at two hospitalizations, all those meds, oh, she yeah. clearly had a problem and was trying to get help. in our completely broken system Mm -hmm. she had already
1: also written that she was hoping to get well again and have more kids yeah so she's not even scheduled for court again until may 2nd so she's just going to be in the hospital getting healed up she was pretty significantly hurt in the fall Mm -hmm. and so that was something that a lot of people had kind of speculated that it wasn't that high of a window she strangled all three of the kids she could have done something more convincing if she was really trying to kill herself uh yeah it looks to me like she was really trying to uh kill herself she
0: yeah significantly injured injured herself right sarah who does it help by prosecuting her who who does it help I mean, all it does is further the problem that we have with postpartum psychosis in this country, that there's no awareness of it. There's no treat consistent treatment. There's no consistent protection of children whose mothers are experiencing this like that. Yeah. It's just going to put her away as, as the bad mom again, which we've seen so many times. I mean, you'd think since Andrea Yates, maybe there would have been some improvement. There has not really been improvement. No, no. No. The fact that she was allowed to be alone with those kids is absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's looking like she was not allowed to be alone with those kids. But why did dad let her? Yeah. That's. That's really sickening. Yep. Really, really sad. Yep. So. Oh, thank you, Sarah. Sarah said our our episode on uh, postpartum psychosis was uh, interesting and well done. I appreciate that. Thank you. A really important uh, topic
1: well especially now with the way the prosecution is trying to paint this as you know something else and yeah. this case could be something to help further the conversation and get better health care for women and it looks to me like uh you know we'll be damn lucky for that to happen
0: right well and janet says how did she get prescribed that many medications in such a short period of time it may be that they were doctor hopping because they weren't getting the help that they needed she was in she had two different hospitalizations it may not even been in the same hospital because there's no continue. There's no like plan and continuation of care for mothers who experience postpartum psychosis. There's no protocol. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, people are just throwing spaghetti at the wall, which is really, really dangerous with psychiatric medication. Yep. Yep. Makes me sick. Super sad. Yep. Yeah, very much so. Um, so, you know that we are going to be in court tomorrow for, uh, Dave Vallo. There's a bunch of stuff that's been filed. Some of it is means that some of what was going to be tomorrow will actually be on Friday and will be sealed. Mm-hmm. So we don't know exactly what's going to happen in court tomorrow because some things are, have now been moved and, and are in closed hearings and, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. So, you know, cause there were some questions about Chad and if he'd ever had any mental health evaluation, that's been sealed. So we won't know the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh, there's a motion to compel for, from, um, prior has filed this on behalf of Chad. They say that they don't, the defense says that they don't have copies of the data from the seven phones, five laptops, three desktops, 13 thumb drives, one hard drive, and one iPad that were s- seized from Chad's house when his house was um, searched. Mm-hmm. So we don't know um, really what was on those, but prior saying they don't have that data, which do they, or don't they, or is it on that giant multi-terabyte thing you know that information's been around for quite a while so right so what's on your bingo wondering? card there yeah is it there?
1: Yeah. Is this something the fbi hasn't given to the prosecution yet that the judge is going to be like why have you called him like where's this at right yeah
0: so we don't know for sure so this is a motion to compel on that um Then the state has filed an objection to the dismissal that Lori's camp has filed, which, yeah. Um, She's also objecting to the state's mental health evidence because the state wants to present mental health evidence, but she says Mm -hmm. she's not presenting mental health evidence.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Then the state has a response um, around that motion for the jury selection pre-selection instructions Mm -hmm. and the individual voir dire and where they were going to try to question each potential juror privately Mm -hmm. and and the state is trying to give prior i think two extra weeks on some stuff Mm -hmm. yeah
1: sarah i believe that was the first search
0: yeah yeah i think it's the first one there were so many electronics because they had all these burner phones And then you know there were quite there were several people living in that house and so Mm -hmm. all of those electronics all the computers plus you know he was a writer and they were running Mm -hmm. their own publishing company and all that stuff yeah um yeah yeah robin says i'm still hoping they turn on each other right we've we've been waiting for that we'll see Mm -hmm. the the time for the the potential time for that to occur is fast fast approaching
1: yeah Well, and it's a good question. Do we think that they really are going to go to to trial in April? Well, I don't think Chad's going to trial in April. I do not. I really really am convinced we're going to see at least a sever Uh, at this point. Lori's camp's ready to go to trial in April, but they also really, 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 really want to make a deal. They do. So if there's a trial in April, I'm still convinced it'll be Lori alone.
0: Yeah. I know, me too. So this will be interesting. Hopefully, you know we're gonna get some um, more information. Yeah, but Prior wants another year, another year. Another year.
1: I still don't think the judge will give him that. I think no. the judge will give
0: him till October. That's my number. I yeah, I don't think the judge is gonna give him that because, well, for one, Prior has already said he would be ready in January. Like, mm-hmm. come on. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So there was a response from the prosecution about uh, Lori saying that, let's see, that she's been, you know, diagnosed with varying degrees of some unknown illness, whatever that means, and that she'll be acquitted. Mm-hmm. So the penalty phase won't even be necessary because she's going to mm-hmm. be acquitted. Yeah. Um. But... I don't know. There's a lot going on here because in one blow, they're saying they're not using her mental health. And then in another, they're like, oh, she's going to be acquitted.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, The state does want to present some of her mental health evaluations and, and the stuff from uh, reports from Dr. Landers, the four doctors who were from the state hospital, um, Dr. Cunningham, all these doctors that have evaluated her, the state wants to present it.
1: Oh, we did learn now definitively that she was in Idaho, uh, state Idaho North.
0: North. She was not here. Nope. We we said we were sure she was here this whole time. She wasn't. She Mm -hmm. was in State Hospital North, which is in Orofino. Mm -hmm. Uh, We know that because it's actually in this document. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we'll see what's going to happen tomorrow, what they're going to present and what they're going to not allow publicly? I, I don't know that we're going to see as much tomorrow as we were hoping.
1: Yeah,
0: Right. Has Chad been evaluated? See, that is the question. The state mm-hmm. has uh, filed for any uh, mental health evaluation that Chad yeah. has had that may particularly they're looking for. Has there been any evaluation done on him to show what his mental state was at the time of the crimes? hmm. So as far as they have not made any statement, the the defense hasn't, that um, they're going to use any kind of mental health defense. But the the prosecution wants to know, has he been evaluated? And if so, we want those evaluations. Yep. Yep. So. Yep. We'll see. It's going to be
1: weird. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting tomorrow. I hope we don't just get to sit silently for a long time while there's sidebars, because that could easily be. It could happen,
0: but we'll be there and see, um, you know, see what we can see. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, let's see, Sarah. Sarah says, the way Colby talks about Lori's inexplicable loyalty to Chad in the documentary. I don't know what she would, that she would ever flip on him. See, I don't think that Lori will flip on him. Even if no. they plead, I still don't think she'll testify against him. Yeah. She's yeah. still very much in La La Land. I mean, even just being in court and watching her, he's like, will not look at her, you know, like you don't exist to me. Yeah, And she's sort of laughing and joking and looking over at him and flipping her hair and stuff. And, you know, her quest, her request to be able to meet with him because she wants to know what her husband thinks about the deal that she was offered by the state, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. She's still not getting this. No. But there's not been any of that reciprocated in Chad's camp, and uh, when the request was made for them to meet, Chad's uh, attorney uh, kicked the pro- kicked the rest of the uh, defense in the dick. Man, they, oh yeah, he's smacked them down. <sighs> it was a sight to see. I don't
1: think they expected that. Somehow, I think no. they thought that they would be open to that kind of conversation. They honestly looked pretty stunned. They looked real stunned. And, and uh, Pryor got pretty shrill, you know.
0: He really <laughs> did. It was very, it was unexpected by everyone. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. And Resting Toadface just sat straight forward, staring straight forward like he always does. No emotion, no reaction from him at all.
0: Yeah. Paula, Paula says, I think Scott Rice said her, her attorney's. Uh, want her hospital time to count toward the time towards speedy trial. And the problem with that is it can't because she wasn't charged until she got out of the hospital and she wasn't asked if she would waive speedy trial until after she got out of the hospital. Mm -hmm. I don't think they can count that time toward Mm -hmm. her, you know, you know, dismissing because she hasn't had a speedy trial. I don't, I don't think legally that also because it's her attorney that asked for a stay. They
1: might not like what's been done on her legal behalf up to this point, but it was done on her behalf. Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah. Yeah. From <laughs> the made several resting toad memes. Oh, that's <laughs> <Love> funny. <it. laughs>
0: well, he's still got resting toad face. It's just a little thinner than it used to be. He's mm-hmm. thin. Very thin.
1: Turns out man can't live on just hot pockets alone. No. No they cannot.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, it does he's very serious in court. Like, Mm -hmm. he doesn't react at all, which is partially, like, looks real, like, uh, psychopathy to me. Mm -hmm. But also, he maybe seems to get the gravity of this um, a lot more deeply than Lori does. Lori Mm -hmm. doesn't act like she's about to be on trial Mm -hmm. for first-degree murder.
1: Yeah. This is true. Lori does like Chad thin. It's true, so. Well,
0: they're both scary thin. They really are. Oh, Lori is terribly thin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, they don't look well at all, which I mean, how could they with everything, you know, how long they've been yeah. incarcerated and everything. Mm-hmm. But Lori, you know, on her medication could go one way or the other.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Psych meds either make you not hungry at all or make you gain a lot of weight.
1: Yeah. What do you think with Chad? Just real talk. And I'm interested to know what the chatters think. Mm-hmm. He can't possibly think he's going home.
0: I can't imagine at this point.
1: What do you think his reasoning is for holding
0: out like he is? Ego and his his, ego and, and poor counsel on the part of his attorney. Yeah. His attorney is absolutely determined to go to trial. And listening to him talk and then listening to Laurie's attorneys talk was very interesting because you realize that Lori's attorneys who have experience with the death penalty that are like, We want to get this settled because we don't want our client to get the death penalty. You know, that was very clear. Mm -hmm. They don't want to go to trial, they see that as a lose, Mm -hmm. that they want there to they want a settlement before trial ever begins. Yeah. But you don't see any of that out of prior prior honestly is behaving fairly recklessly with chad's life
1: Mm -hmm. arrogantly yeah
0: and you know chad is a very arrogant person and he's got this very Mm -hmm. arrogant attorney and that attorney's perspective is all he's getting is this one attorney and his very arrogant perspective and i think that he's you know he wants another man to tell him that he, you know, there's, he yeah. was justified or whatever he, you can tell that yeah. there's, he's buying in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I wonder too, if this has anything to do with his kids, you mm-hmm. know, some of his kids see, seem to still believe in him, uh, you know, and they did that interview. They claimed that he was framed, Yeah, you know, by Lori and Alex. And I still kind of wonder like, is is part of this because he just really, really doesn't want his kids to know who he is. You yeah. know. Not that he's sparing their feelings. He's not, that's not it, you know. No, it's saving his own it's face. Saving his own face. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, and it's true, Sarah. Some of you were saying, you know, he yeah. may, may not quite think he is actually mortal. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't know how deeply he believes his own hype.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he could be deep in it. Mm-hmm. Um, -hmm. I kind of doubt it just watching him. Mm -hmm.
1: Many of you are saying arrogance, ego. Yeah. The
0: arrogance and the arrogance of, of his attorney who said, um, strategy, we don't need to talk strategy. I have my own strategy. I have my own strategy. Mm -hmm. This is not about you, John Breyer. This is about Mm -hmm. Chad Daybell. But the way that he talked, he talks like Mark Means used to talk, where it was like he was the one on trial. Yeah. It's very, very telling.
1: Absolutely. Well, why do you think Pryor in this last two and a half years has not brought in any co-counsel? Yeah, still. He doesn't want anyone to tell him what to do.
0: No, he doesn't. You know, and
1: for a while we thought that some of the ridiculous antics that Mark Means was up to that Pryor was kind of putting him up to those things and then just sitting back and watching the show. And I still believe that, that mm-hmm. some of that was true. Mark was falling for something with Pryor, you know, oh, yeah. thinking that he knew more than he did. And Pryor was just letting him do the bullshit, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Amy says, I don't know. I notice a lot of Mormon men in trouble right now seem to think they can't do wrong no matter what, which is absolutely the culture. They are right. raised like that from the time they are tiny little boys. Yep, their word is law. And so, yep, their word is literally law. And so you're you're right. I mean, there is that element that is built into him. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Like the Duggars. The boys yes. could do whatever, and the girls had these really strict rules. Mm-hmm. It's it's the same. Mormonism is the same. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you, you can tell, you know, mm-hmm. that Chad definitely still has that ego about him. Yeah. He, he doesn't come across and maybe he's just better at, co- at covering it. But Lori always is a little unhinged. There mm-hmm. is an element of on the verge of hysteria with her. Mm-hmm. And he is so flat, you know, it's just it's very interesting. That's interesting
1: because there is a bit of an error there of uh, believing that he's above
0: this, Mm
1: -hmm. you know, he's just tolerating this. He's just tolerating this till it's over.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Most definitely because he does believe that he is that Mm -hmm. very important. Oh yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm. Well, and he's on trial in Jefferson County, Idaho, where nearly fremont. every or fremont county idaho where nearly every person in that room is a mormon mm-hmm. the the judge the attorneys yeah. you know like the vast majority of them are also lds and it or mormon means the same thing um god is testing him Amy. and yeah, so he means that they've got his back too because he's True. you know there's mm-hmm. there's
1: some of that yep Well, we know from uh, people at the Madison County Jail that Lori has filled notebook upon notebook upon notebook of uh, Revelation that she's writing out. Uh, Probably more when she was a little more bonkers, but she's still doing that, apparently, that she spends most of her time reading the scriptures and writing, 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 writing. I would not be surprised if Chad's not doing the same thing.
0: Oh, I would imagine so. That's what we've heard is that's all he does is read his scriptures all day. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's some delusion in both of them for sure. Oh yeah. He just seems yeah. to have a little more control over himself than she does.
1: Yeah. Kelly said, I wonder if it'll ever really hit them about what they've done. I think every time it hits Lori, she has to be medicated, you know, yeah. she doesn't want to ever face it. And I think Chad, I think Chad's not going to have any problem believing his own hype, you mm-hmm. know, and convincing himself. "Well, I was just, I didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. I had well, no idea. There was justification.
0: Gonna yeah. Yeah. yeah well, you know, I'm sorry to say it, but a lot of Mormon men really literally do think they're God. and we know Chad, you know believed that he was the actually the true prophet of the Mormon church and was yeah. was preaching that to people in his community before yeah. they were arrested. so mm-hmm. why this was happening while the kids were buried in his backyard. yeah, yeah, so I don't know, man. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll keep a close eye on them tomorrow. And being in the same room with them is so interesting. I feel like I learned so much more about them in this case, just Mm -hmm. being in the room with them last time. So I'm really glad we get to do it again. Yep. Yep. For sure. For sure. So we will live book it. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. From our Facebook uh, group, and that's True Crime Squad uh, discussion group on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Christy's already warming up her thumbs, doing some stretches, exercises, yep. ready to go. Yep. <laughs> we'll uh, yes, and then we'll could be back here tomorrow afternoon at some point to do a live stream to let you know what we learned.
0: Yep, we yep. surely will. Yep. Well, thank you all so much for being here. We appreciate you so very much. And watch for that live stream tomorrow. As always, please take a moment to like, subscribe, share, and comment. That helps us to grow as we continue to grow in season number four (laughs) of this podcast. Also, you can go to truecrimesquad.com. There's a couple different ways to tip us there. If you appreciate our work, that's always appreciated by us. Because we do put a huge amount of time and effort into this. And so we like being appreciated. Let's just say that. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us live for those of you in the chat and those of you listening after the fact, we appreciate you as well.
1: Yeah. We don't know what time tomorrow. Just depends on when court gets out.
0: Yeah. We don't know. I would
1: assume it'll be around two or three. I think last time
0: we did four. Was it four mountain? Mm -hmm. Four mountain. So yeah. Cause it's not, we're, it's, this court isn't in the town where either of us live. So yeah, we have to travel and stuff. So yeah. Have lunch, you know. Think you of have lunch, that. yeah. <laughs> De- decompress after because, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty intense in there. Yeah. But uh, you know it. We are the True Crime Squad. Thanks for being here, everybody.
1: Take care. <laughs>